fucking dating and love seek treatment if you're boring as fuck seek treatment if you're unlucky in love seek treatment if you just can't take a hint we'll seek treatment with cat and pat Hey, hey, it's Catherine. And it's Pat Regan. And, and this, this is Seek Treatment, a podcast about, about boys, sex, sex, fucking, dating, and love. We are joined in the studio via Zoom with an absolute icon, legend, and official authoress. 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 Caroline Calloway. Put your ears open for this girl. Thank you so much for joining us, Caroline. So much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And you know who else just joined the uh, studio? Is she's, Matisse. She's he's really purring. beautiful. Wow. We have yeah, we also fact, his pronouns are he him, but he's very he's very confident in his uh, masculinity. So it's sort of a Harry Styles vibe. Like if you throw in a she, like he can deal with it. You know? Okay, fabulous. I love that. He's not okay. that puts me such yeah. at ease. I feel so safe with your Harry Styles cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where the hell are you? I'm in Florida. Yes. Oh, we're in we're in Florida. Sarasota. It's not cool. I always hear I always hear the word Sarasota. Yeah. It reminds me of Saratoga Springs. Yeah, I'm in Sarasota. My family has deep roots here. We were many generations ago scammed out of all of our intergenerational wealth by none other than circus magnet John Ringling. So I've come here to fucking assassin the ring. No, I'm joking. I, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, John Ringling, like Ringling Brothers. Yes, yes. Is wow. He, wait, can I have can I have a question? Of course, you can have a question. Is yeah. Ring is John Ringling friends with PT Barnum enemies, or like were they enemies and they were like let's join forces and, and Wicked Style? Imagine what we could accomplish together. <laughs> <laughs> Did they combine circuses? Isn't it like Ringling Brothers and Bar? No, because it's like Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Is it all together? There is I don't a, know if it's all. Is it all together? Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. I've seen the <laughs> It sounds good. It sounds yeah. good like that. <laughs> Maybe they did like a good mashup. You, your audio is cutting out, but in a really funky, fresh, yeah, quirky phone way. Is tricky. Do you have a Do you have a laptop you could do it on, or are you mad at us? No, no, no. I could I could go up and get my laptop. I well, had my well, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. What um? We're cash. We're yeah. cash, Wait, so John Ringling took your money, but not his brother? Yeah, no, I don't know what the brother was doing. You know, I really, it's funny. It's funny that of all things I started talking about, I just came out of the, came out punching with John Ringling things. I really don't know a lot about the story. Yeah. I, it was, uh, yeah, I, the whole bit is that he was a scammer and I just sort of stopped listening after that because. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good fun fact. To totally. I have a question. Of course. I, it's what's my name again. <laughs> it's what's his, his name. His name is Pat Caroline. <laughs> no, Pat, how did you meet Pat? Like, how did this best friendship start? Um, well, we like knew each other from stand up, from the stand up world, but weren't super close. And then one time we ran into each other in an intersection near Union Square and got noodles. And then, like, kind of were off to the races after that. That's amazing. Basically, I had seen him perform and I was like, who the hell is that? That's like the funniest person I've ever seen. And, and then, likewise, and likewise, and likewise. so then I like, I, which is rare, you know, it's rare in comedy when you're like, wait, I'm going to go see this random show that I've oh not, that God. has nothing to yeah. do with me. 
because I want to like I'm interested in this person. So I went to this random show in that Harlem. Was the king of random shows. It was randomista. I went to Harlem, was dying laughing. Then I was like, I want to have you over for dinner. But then God herself intervened and we ran into each other in Union Square and got noodles. Mm-hmm. And that the rest is history. And um And then also the, the thing it's funny because the thing with this podcast is that we kept being like, we have to, I'm sure you can relate to this. We're like, we have to write something together. We have to make a project together. And it was like, that's obviously never going to happen. Yeah. What if we just record ourselves talking? And now that we say this, I'm like, I want to go back to that noodle place, but I'm a bit orthorexic right now. So I can't go back to the noodle place. What's, is what's orthorexic or- exercise? Yeah, ortho- orthorexic is like an obsession with um, health. Oh, I thought it was just but, exercise. But, but it's still bad. No, it's, still, it, it's about eating habits. I'm, it's op- still I'm, really bad I'm to open be. to having noodles again. Yeah, when maybe when when my orthorexia clears up. I, I volunteer as tribute to uh-huh. go to the noodle shop if you can't go. If I can't overcome, <laughs> if I can't overcome my orthorexia and stop eating noodles chicken only. Wait, yeah, so I, I miss New York so much. I know, but I so admire. And I think because we always talk about this too. It's like how yeah. you write in the book about being like the book was not going to get done in New York. There is no way to be all those people at once. And so the idea of go, it's so chic to disappear. So the idea of taking time away for your craft and then coming out being like, bitch, I'm back. Boom, boom, boom. Fuck you is kind of the, yeah, the, I, the artist's dream. I kind of tried to be in New York, but move really far away in New York and it cost me everything. So sometimes disappearing, <laughs> sometimes disappearing costs you everything. <laughs> well, wait, he, wait, wait. I, I need to know more about this. Did you like move to Ridgewood or did you like go to the Catskills? I like, moved to, even, even worse than Ridgewood. I moved to Inwood. Which is like oh. all the way up just below the bottom. I know where Inwood is. Yeah. yeah. But it cost me everything. <laughs> in, in, in what sense? I can't what say sense? I can't say anymore. <laughs> okay. It's done irreparable damage <laughs> to my life and my psyche, and I'll never be the same. Wow. That is um honestly, that's very chic and on brand for leaving society. That's exactly what I should start saying when totally. people ask about Sarah. So they're like, wait, where are you? I, instead of being like, you know what? John Ringling, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, um, I can't say more, but it costs me everything. <laughs> I, I can't say more, but it costs me but, everything. But, but, my fa- but my family meeting John Ringling costs us everything. And that's all <laughs> yeah, I can say at this time. A good really mashup. And I love, I'm like, the three of us should write something together. Oh my God, I have an exciting announcement that I can, I've sort of been teasing it on Instagram, but I I would love to say it now because then I can promote the podcast, Marketer Brain at Work. Totally. There's a special announcement. 1000%. I've not only finished Scammer, but I've finished two more books that are coming out later this year. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God, that's insane. I'm not even joking. How, can I ask, are you someone who can like be working on three different things at once or is it very much like it's scammer yes, mode, yes. it's the next, it's the next? It's very much it's scammer mode, it's the next, it's the next. But luckily, what helped me get these books both done is that they were like 75% finished. One is, I the, like, I don't know if you guys, how deep in the CC extended cinematic universe of lore you are and if I should explain this or if you're just like yeah we already know but I wrote this response to Natalie's piece at the beginning of the pandemic called I am Caroline Calloway and I donated all the money to charity remember when doctors needed face masks like yeah it sounds crazy now but like yeah and I raised like 50 grand and I just put the the essay on a website behind like a five dollar paywall or something like that and um donated all the money but it was i was just bleeding money keeping this website up because it was all custom designed to like look Mm -hmm. like the cuts website 
Oh, um, wow. And I just paid for it out of pocket. And so, and there was a lot of traffic and it kept crap. And so anyways, as soon as I hit 50 grand, I was like, I need to oh my God. put my Damn. mask on and like not. Yeah. Put your mask on first, up. babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but, um, so it's that essay is one of the books. I am Carolyn Calloway. And then the other book. So that was 75% done. I just expanded it and made it better. Okay. And then the other book was 75% done. It's the Cambridge captions, like all the captions Ooh. about my time at Cambridge. Because oh. I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions about me that still lingers is that Natalie wrote that stuff. Right. Yeah. And in fact, she didn't like, she doesn't own a single word of the copyright for like the two, the two, three years when I was at Cambridge, like building that brand alone. So I want to put those captions out. And what I want to do is like in the spread of a book on the left-hand side, you have like the photo for the caption, right-hand mm -hmm. side, the caption, then turn the page. And I want to do a zoomed out version of my like thumbnail of my iPhoto library. So you can see how many photos went into getting that like <laughs> one shot. That's amazing. And then I want to write a caption link thing about the, about the caption. What? So, <laughs> about like what I was doing when I took the photo, the experience of writing right. it, the reaction when Wait. I posted it. You're giving so, me both of those. When I say I finished two books, I had a re a really big head start with both of them. Okay. You know, like I already had all the photos and the captions and most of the essay, but still, it will be exciting to put out three books in one year. Yeah, that will be really exciting. I have a question. Me too. A segment idea. What What does caption length mean for you? Yeah. Because for me, caption length is me is three sentences. Well, you kind of invented the Caroline Calloway length caption, which is more of like a what, like a five hundred word essay. Like, how long is it? Yes, it's the personal statement. On a it is. It really. No, it really is. It's no. like it's like it's like this chunky. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like this. We're so bad. We're on a podcast and we're like using <laughs> our hands to like visually <laughs> signify like. Um, but uh, I, you know, I knew this off the top of my head at one point. The exact character limit of an Instagram caption. I think it's three thousand two hundred characters. So it's not even oh, a characters. Word and I think it was actually like. I always think of those two years when I was writing the Cambridge captions as like training for the Olympics at high altitude. Like I had to like, I couldn't even with, when you're working with a character count and not just like a word count, like you can't even use a longer adjective if you don't really fucking earn that shit, you know, yeah, like yeah. even though I was like writing in sort of a more of a twee voice than I normally would have just because that's what performed well on the algorithm in 2014 and 15. I still really look back fondly um, at the years that I made those because it was just so hard to like, you, you need to have a punchy opener, you need to leave off on a violent cliffhanger, you need to have plot and you need to do it all within 3,200 characters. And so, yeah. yeah, you're reminding me of like screenwriting where it's like because the spacing on like final draft is so specific that like and the page counts are always so specific that like you might be being in like the sad place of like realizing you're too you're going over and then like literally changing a character's name from like Brenda to Joe J.O. and seeing if <laughs> yeah. it like does anything. <laughs> like it would be stuff like that, but I. I've I've never worked. Is that the script thing? Final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've never, never I've never successfully worked in that medium either. It's just like final draft is like sometimes you'll literally take out four 
two paragraph lines of dialogue and the page count will not move and then sometimes you'll take out like one word and it'll be like half a page less and it's like impossible to know what but you know i really oh sorry i didn't no 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 no. i I was just gonna say how funny it is that or i think it's so funny that career new is the font that you have to use for scripts like at what point were we like you know what let's not bring technology to this medium I know. let's it's, stick with typewriters i we am. don't need to improve this or make it clearer like, it's be- whatever typewriters we're doing let's just stick with that like books didn't do that like yeah the rest of the world didn't do that it's because like screenwriters want to still feel like artistic i think and it's like <laughs> they want to feel like they're at a typewriter and like they want to feel and i bet like most like novelists like use that type on their home computers and get really annoyed when it's changed when they send it to the editor well what's the issue what's the deal with microsoft word and cambria i know that has to stop you know lately instagram is that the one that it's always well lately instagram has been like changing my default to like the main instagram default to like other ones that it thinks i want in that moment and it's like instagram like i'm not it'll at this point it'll seem like such a choice to change the font Mm. and i'm not trying to like make it seem like a choice to change the font. I know. I saw a TikTok that told me that told me that Gen Z would never dare use the default Instagram font that I always use on my stories. They like the one that looks like it's the last one. Oh, is it script? Perhaps. The Times New Roman? Perhaps. It could, <laughs> okay. it could just be. It could just be. That's the one you 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 work with? <laughs> That's what I work with, but by accident, by pure accident. It's not because I know anything about what Gen Z thinks is cool. But um, how, when are we getting your net, next Netflix special? You know, I would love to know that. I right, think right. that I, I'm working. I've been doing the new show all of June and it's getting ready. So hopefully I'm going to do like a little tour over this next year and then hopefully film it. But you know how these things are. You're always just waiting for someone. I mean, you're good at not waiting for someone to let you do something. But in this case, yeah, I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? I'm self-publishing. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Oh, are you self-publishing? Yeah, that's why it's so amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm only self-publishing the first, like, I'm going to stop at 10,000 copies. So right now I've moved about 5,000. Nice. But they're all luxury first editions. So each one has to be, like, I have to glue in this fancy paper from Italy into each one. Oh, my God. I, you I glue, you're it. gluing? Never, you're gluing. I'm, honey, she's gluing. <laughs> you're gluing. No, I have to say, I'm so honored to receive my glue. copy. I, I'm sitting next to, like, I'm in glue central, like, and I need to restock. Like, this This is me running low on glue, and it's all, and I must have, like, 20 cans that I'm well, not Well, the, the copy I got was so exquisite, I have to say, and I have my little ribbon and my little flower on my coffee table, Do you which know I love. Yes. I think I'll never glue something again the rest of my life. You never know, babe. No, you I think never I know. I'm I love never it. gonna be gluing. It's okay. I I love that people love it. I just I never had a I never had a positive relationship with using using the um substance glue. Would it ever get on your hands a lot? Well, I would then. I mean, obviously, I'm a total freak, so I'd be like my hands at my desk, putting like glue all over my hands and letting it dry, and then peeling it off, like for the That's tactile it. experience. Yeah. It's erotic in a, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Leather. It's um it's latex play. Wait, <laughs> Caroline, I wanted to ask you, are you good at like I I struggle with editing. I'm I like write something and I'm like, okay, it's genius, it's done. Like, are you good at going back over old things and being like, how can I how can I tweak this? Or what's your process, girl? Yeah, the be- some of the best writing advice that uh Zadie Smith did not give me personally. She said that <laughs> in a lecture 
uh, at Columbia that I did not attend, but I <laughs> read a printout of that lecture. There we go. Oh, send that along. <laughs> yes. Send that along. Please, please send that along. You can, you can find a PDF online if you Google that crafty feeling PDF Zadie Smith. Okay. But one of the things she says that the best writing advice anyone that in Zadie Smith's mind that she's ever encountered is to put your book in a drawer for two years <sighs> and don't publish it until two years have passed. But she admits that that can be undoable and that she herself has never done that. But two years. Months, yeah, two but I guess it can be enough. But my and question so, is, you take it out of the drawer, you look at it still, it's like, it's still hard to like, hold what you have and be like, I like these things. But then also like, it's hard to reach that same creative place as you are in a first draft where you're just like writing words down and making yourself laugh. And then like, going back in and like tweaking it, it feels harder. Her, her idea was that like you have to return to like the eyes of a reader like when you're mm. like exactly what you're talking about was like the phenomenon that she was trying to capitalize on like when you're in it and you're writing like sometimes you can just you know you take out a sentence but you're still like th reading the book as if the sentence is still there like you yeah, yeah. that like you need to return to like zero information about what you're going into and just like looking at exact oh my god the hottest guy is running by. Look at that. I'm oh, so yeah. Call him over. Call, Call him make, over. Rapunzel him, babe, with those braids. Rapunzel that guy. <laughs> Open the lanai and be like, you have. You have such nice thick hair. Let's get him climb. Let's get him climbing. Yeah, up yeah. Someone ropes. should climb your braids. No. Wait. I'm, is it... I'm only dating women right now. Oh, oh my really? God. What's How's it going? You know, I can't believe that I moved to the most homophobic fucking state <laughs> all of the u.s only to decide that now is the time to explore my bisexuality um honestly it's not going it's going great but it's just it's so much more stressful than dating have you ever dated women i've Are never been on a date i've never been on a date i've i actually only recently this year have had had some sexual experiences with women but i've never gone on like a a proper date as they'd say yeah and i can't imagine i, I don't know what it would feel different about being with my friend. I guess that's the that's the thing. What do you feel? What do you mean being with your friend? Like if like just hanging out with my girlfriend. Oh, totally. Versus being on a date. Yeah, the hardest thing about it is like I never realized how much that I was like um relying on the ignorance of straight men. Like I know we complain about it and we're like, "Oh, like they they like, you know, they ask you how your day is and you say fine and they don't even know that something's wrong. Like that's a cultural <laughs> trope, but it goes so, it goes so much deeper than that. Like uh, just on a, like with a woman, like even if you like try to get dressed up in a subtle way, like yeah. you can see it and like, totally. and you have to like, it, it's, it's so crazy. You have to like strip down all those um, little tricks from like, the first second where it's like I didn't even realize like how much like I was like like contouring my nose into like a little button nose for guys <laughs> like they're fucking idiots and, like, do people like that, that they want to they want to feel like they're fucking like a little girl oh ew I, I like a big nose but I'm gay me too I like a big nose since too. I'm gay I like a big nose yeah, well, that's why you guys are the best because uh, <laughs> suck. I like I, I like my guys to opposite of contour their nose. <laughs> we um, wait. So, so are you on the apps or how are you meeting these women? Honestly, I haven't had any time to date at all, like men or women. I haven't I haven't even seen a fucking movie in like 
since May. Like what was Caroline, it? What movies, was are, it? movies are boring, Caroline. What was it? <laughs> I just like I have I have like a million books to glue. Like I and I haven't, <laughs> and I haven't hired help yet because I'm like honestly just a little paranoid that like I'm gonna even if I like hire some random Sarasota artist kid who seems nice, I'm just worried that like I'm still so paranoid that they'll just like sell a story to the cut about like how my floors are dirty or something right like yeah that. yeah like and that fear just like keeps me working myself to the bone oh and there's a lot of elder abuse going on with my mom like the working <laughs> conditions in the factory are poor my mom will be like looking at her phone and i'll be like no phones <laughs> your, your mom actually told me she's working on her cut piece yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And you know what? I survived Natalie's piece, but that one I don't think I'll be able to cut out the other. A side. mother's a mother's cut piece cuts the deepest. Yeah. yeah well, you know, yeah. it's it's so I I hear you because it's so difficult to. I mean, it's difficult to trust anyone, but especially when you've been hurt. It's like, how do yeah. you ever? Like, it makes you stronger, but in a way that sometimes makes you want to just like yeah, put up these walls. Everyone. I have a question about your relationship yeah. with Adderall because, you know, I used to be really, really addicted to Adderall. No like, way. Yeah, I'm That's, sober oh now. Oh, my God. We have I'm, to talk about it. Yeah, I'm sober now primarily because of Adderall. And so I when Wait, when so I, last when, thing I have to say, if you're a hot lesbian listening to this podcast, please slide into my DMs and we can go on Zoom dates because there is it's tough out here in the don't say gay state. Well, let I'm me tell sure. you this. There's uh, so many hot lesbians who listen to this podcast. I think yeah. your DMs are going to be flooded. Oh, are they? Yeah, just, are just like you're downstairs. Am I right? <laughs> That's like, just like Patty Stanger would say. Yeah. Slide right into my DMs. Then uh, you can slide in. No, I'm joking. I went through my but, uh, whole, um, I went through my whole like Instagram the other day. I'm really going through it right now. And I like went through my whole end of my like Instagram from like day, whatever, like as far as uh -huh. I can get, just deleting everything. Cause I was like, literally i'm so cringe like everything i've ever posted i was like why would my four years sober posting this cringe post do you know what i mean the, the past is cringe but i'm like inherently. i will forgive myself for any cringe i've done when i before i was sober but i was like why am i just now getting to be not that cringe <laughs> and like and what if in four years i realized I was cringe now. So, I'm sure we will think we're cringe. I already feel cringe about what I said three minutes ago. Well, I'm. Yeah. I I deleted. Yeah, I'm like one. those those wet jokes were not our best work. It's <laughs> <laughs> not our best work at all. I um, I don't know. And then I don't like how I look during the pandemic. I just like I oh, feel I so crazy. But I deleted a lot. I'm just trying to like. I, I deleted Instagram from my phone because it's making me feel worse. I delete it from my phone like three times a day. Yeah, I keep redownloading. Do it. you? What's what's your what's your practice when it comes to social media? I don't follow a single person, so on That's any so powerful. platform. So uh, the only like feed I have is I have to search someone by name if I want to see what they're doing. Um, and the only feed I have is my for you page on TikTok, which is really only hot lesbians right now. But, but you um, go, but, but you go and respond to comments and stuff. Oh, yeah. Anything on my own post, I try to respond to all of the comments because I mean, like, what am I even doing with my life if I moved to Florida and I'm not fucking responding to comments? Like, I, I, I work like fucking, you know, like I'm I want to do I want to do my job well. And like part of my job is the Internet. But I don't want to lose this thread of your Adderall addiction. I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. interested in this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm trying. You know, I'm writing a book now and it is like <gasps> so tricky to like it's just so tricky to be creative without that once you've gone down such a road with it do you know what I mean and so when you say you wrote three books I'm like oh how no oh my god you you I think it's all mindset I worked on this so much so I never went to AA 
I went to three different therapists who specialize in addiction and AA based yeah. treatment. So like I did some of the steps, not particularly in order. Like I did yeah. the making amends. Um, maybe that's the only step I did. Now, that, what are the? It doesn't matter. I think I did a couple other steps that I'm forgetting. But anyways, yeah. I um one of the things the first two therapists I just like they were great. They were fine, but like they just weren't the one for me. And for the past three, four years, I've been with the one. He's so amazing. And he taught me, uh, he's worked with a lot of Adderall addicts. Yeah. And he's really worked on shift. This isn't something where you like hear it once and you shift your mindset. This is something that's going to take months, but it's totally, I can promise you. Yeah. That he was like, as he said to me, he was like, I promise you that is totally in your head. Like you just need to get out of the mindset that you needed Adderall. And one of the ways he would help me uh, really shed that mindset is he'd he'd have me catalog all of the ways that Adderall didn't help. Yeah, and yeah. Like mm. They and and catalog the ways that it did help. And at the end of the day, what were the ways it did help? Uh, it made me like excited to work. But then yeah. I'd spend the whole day like moving around one comma. Like yeah, I didn't even have to find <laughs> and anything. and me like, and me jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it it, you think it makes you focus but it's really like just a way you're thinking like I know I know you do the pro cons list you'll realize that like this is just a toxic mindset that you have to get out of the reality is that like it it was never helping I know no no, it was never helping I just it was never I never wrote I you know the only reason I had to hire Natalie again and like in a sliding doors movie of my life where like, I never got addicted to Adderall. Like the cut piece would never exist because I never would have hired her a second time. Like we, I hired her before I was at Cambridge, like before I had even started my freshman year there, I bought 40,000 fake followers and I hired Natalie to help me write like one, two line captions for this audience of no one. And in her cut piece, she does a very, very compelling and masterful job of like writing about that time before I was at Cambridge and then making the narrative, the, the narrative zoom forward three years Yeah. Um, when I hired her again. And by this time I'm super in the addiction. I am staying up for three days at a yeah, time. That's- I am like, I'm, I'm fucking in it. I could not write a book proposal by myself. Like yeah. I had to hire her again because like, I just couldn't move it along. Like I would just stay on the same sentence for yeah. days. Yeah. Days. Do you ever um, read so like, um? Did you ever yeah. read Cat Marnell how to ruin how to murder your life? Oh, are you kidding me? Bible. Yeah. Bible. Like, Bible. Like, yeah. That like goat Bible. milk. The, the goat milk thing. Remember that essay about like goat oh, milk? Yes, yes. Where she has to write a little a little blurb about like goat milk, <laughs> and it like ruins her entire life. Like, yeah, she has so to write like, so words for like Lucky Magazine about like products with goat milk in them. Like, yeah. <laughs> She, she spends yeah. all night. She spends an all nighter at the office, just staring at her yeah. computer, screen and still only has like two sentences. And then yeah. her coworker, who's nice, like comes in the next day and is like, "Um, I'll finish this in fifteen minutes." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that was my journey too for so long. Well, I, I'm gonna lend I'm gonna lend him the book now that now that I finished it because yeah. the way the way you write about it is so so amazing. And I, I was thinking of you the whole time because yeah. I love I say your zombie problem. Like, oops, I'm staying up for days at a yeah. time. Like, can't function. Yeah, I would say. Did you ever get that what I call the zombie problem, which is when on like day three or four of being with no sleep, 
it would start at like, especially if you'd been sitting down for like two of those days and not moving, starting at like one of your fingers, it would just start going white and it would like move yeah. down another finger and then it would start your whole palm. Yeah, did you, did you I would get that. yourself into like scalding baths in order to return <laughs> to circulation? I didn't, but I would get very cold and then I would not notice that I was whispering the entire, like I would have a conversation with someone and they'd be like, why have you been whispering this whole time? And I was like, oh, I thought I was talking. And then like, um, I would hear, I would get like auditory hallucinations oh a God. lot. And um, what else? Like, uh, my ears would feel really bizarre, like I was on an airplane or something. Well, we're so lucky that both of you got off Adderall because you're yeah. two of our you're two of our generations, most amazing writers. Thank God. Oh my gosh, thank you. I mean, so much. I literally don't even borrow Kat's book. I feel such a camaraderie for you, even though I don't even know your name. Because <laughs> <laughs> you oh my gosh, no, I won't have you well, glue another. You're also gonna yeah, we won't have you glue another. Don't, don't, don't glue this one for your mother's sake. For your mother's sake, borrow Catherine. No, I like. Remember, I like gluing this shit. And I'm only doing, I might not even do uh, 10,000 because 5,000 has been so stressful. Yeah. Um, and more orders are coming in. I think I might cut it off maybe at like eight or even six maybe. But anyways, the point is, is that eventually I'm going to move it to, I'm already in talks now to move the whole, the three book set. I call it the Instagram trilogy in my head. Yes. I think of it as like my juvenilia like my younger oh. immature work my first book my cambridge captions and that essay responding to natalie's and i just want it the spines are all primary colors scammers red cambridge captions like eve klein blue and i'm caroline calloway is yellow and I, I think they'll look so pretty on people's shelves and i just i just love the whole book making process everything from the gluing and imagining the spines and picking the yeah fonts. but f- fuck that i i could before i get into my own little waxing poetic about like no we love it shit how did you get off adderall i need to know well it real well i was on adderall but i was also addicted to alcohol and i was also like addicted to oxy adderall was always like what i liked the best because it felt like the most i was just a drug addict but like adderall i always seemed to have access to even though i was never prescribed it and but there was also coke and molly and everything but adderall is what i would do for like days at a time and um and because of all the other things I had to get like completely sober so I went to like a recovery program and just like and you moved home I moved I moved to my parents couch for like a year and like um do they live in Inwood or or is that a different story they live in in Long Island okay that wasn't the Inwood story no no, no. in Inwood I moved by myself for no reason and then this is why I believe in divine because we are paths across a million times, but it wasn't until you were like fully a year sober that we yeah. had the noodle thing. Yeah. Because it never would have, it wouldn't have been able to. Totally. And if it was any later, it would have been orthorexic. I would have been like, I can't do noodles. <laughs> I can't do noodles. <laughs> so we caught you in that window where you were still eating noodles, but not eating drugs. Yeah. Uh, sober enough, sober enough to not be on Adderall, not so sober that I was orthorexic. Yeah. But yeah, so on this podcast, we usually ask all of our guests just one question. Oh. We just say, who were you? Who are you? And who do you want to be? And you can do you can interpret that however you like. Um, say as much or as little as you want. Just what does that evoke for you? I love that question. That's so thoughtful. Here, I thought this was like a comedy podcast. Little do it's a comedy podcast with a heart of gold. I should have known. Exactly, <laughs> is our tagline. <laughs> yeah. I should have fucking known. My bad for underestimating you guys. Um, who was I? Um. You know, the short answer is I was flawed. I'm still flawed. I'll always be flawed. Um, but 
I've definitely have never been a criminal or let's get one thing clear. Me, Anna Delvey, Billy McFarlane, Elizabeth Holmes. Three out of four of us have been to federal prison or right. are in prison or under house arrest. There's only one of in that group that has never been to jail. Um, I, I'm like, actually, I did go to jail once in London, but it was just for a night. And it's a, it's a story, friend. We were like, I'm <laughs> save it, save I'm, it, I'm saving it. But, um, but yeah, I think jail and prison are different. Um, and <laughs> I think, like, I don't, I don't even mean that as a joke. I think like the the actual definitions of those words are like two different words. I think there's like a actual Merriam-Webster difference between the two, but I could be wrong. But um, I used to be an Adderall addict and I was a bit of a liar in my 20s. Like I tried to make it sound chic by comparing it to the way that Holden Caulfield said that he would just like walk into a corner store and like ask for cigarettes and mention that he was going to the opera, like lying for no <laughs> yeah. reason. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't really Holden Caulfield of me. It was more just like that person of me. Like I just, <laughs> I just, I was just insecure and I didn't feel like the truth of me was enough. So I found myself mm. always covering up for lies and lying about little things. And what about, what, what about in like high school before Cambridge? Like who were you before? You know, I was different things in high school. I went to three high schools over four years. Oh wow. So it really changed a lot. The first two years I was like the least popular, popular girl Classic. That that's is a classic such situation. a classic place It's like you have the perks of being a popular girl, but you have to fight so hard every day to stay in the circle. Exactly. Exactly that. And like, I always just, say, I always say I was at the parties, but no one wanted me there and I was never invited to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly how it was. Um, I was at the parties and no one wanted me there and no one had invited me. I had like found out what time and where the party was going to be. And then I like went. But um, so that was my first two years of high school. And then my my third year, my junior year, I studied abroad in Italy. And um, my last year, I went to Exeter. And I was finally, I was more popular than I was before. But in a weird way, I was like, more hated, like the popular girls just like genuinely didn't like me. Whereas like, and they were just like mean about it. Like they started rumors. And they would just like be mean to my face. Like, yeah, I would I would they're, like, well, they're popular girls. They're doing the role they're going to play. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. high school is for. That's you, like if you I got, wouldn't be here if someone, if someone wasn't mean to you. That's like face. if I got mad at my dog, Gabriel <laughs> yeah. James, for sniffing everything. It's yeah. her instinct. Yeah. <laughs> None of us would, would be artists making a podcast right now if someone hadn't really hurt our feelings chronically over yeah. a large period 100%. of time in our formative years. I actually think one, um, one of my favorite parts of the book is like, because I so admire, I so admire everything you've built and your kindness. And I think the way you talk about like the downtown New York scene and when you meet a cool person and they're like, they're confused that you're being nice because they're like, why is this person nice? Like they must have something to lose. That was so funny totally. and yeah. so pitch perfect. And it is, I've always struggled with feeling like, why am I not vibing with these quote unquote cool people? I'm like, oh, it's because they're not saying anything or giving anything. And I'm supposed to just be like, yeah, yeah, I let, me too. Like, I don't want to say anything either. Like, yeah. what is that? I know, I know exactly who you're talking I about. I, oh my God, like I, that's probably like the only thing in the world that I miss about New York. Like I truly 
I can't wait to fucking do my time here in Florida, churn out as many books as I can in like the next two to three years as quickly as I can, and then return to New York with like anywhere from five to best case scenario, 10 books under my belt and just be able to live in New York again. But the only thing I don't miss is just how, how kindness is just seen as such a weakness. Like if you're just like warm and like excited to be there, it's just (laughs) inherently uncool. And like, I, I'm smart enough to understand this, but I'm too stubborn to change who I am to help myself in any way of course yeah or like when I meet someone I'm like tell me your middle name like tell me everything that's happened to you but cool is kind of like who are you exactly yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly but you get it but yeah I love that part yeah I don't know how I feel about New York anymore I've been here for too long I want to I'm gonna go to LA in in August and I'm gonna live in LA I want to live in LA for like two to three years and like just try to work in TV if if and when it ever resumes and try to make as much money as I can and then come back and live like in a really cunt apartment downtown. <laughs> you're you're pulling the carrot and the right? You're yeah. like two to three years, you'll make my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. So we'll then- see. Yeah. We'll see what happens, won't we? Still guess- early guys. <laughs> Are you a Love Island person? Oh yeah. I okay. yeah. I was We're on upset. Love Island before um, I um, you know what yeah. I'm not well, I will say, that, I no, sound like a dick, but no, I, I always no, because, say that. because you were in the UK. Yeah, I will I'm say, like, I sound like the indie music bro of Love Island. <laughs> like, I actually discovered Love Island. <laughs> uh, I will say, I started, I, I ended up, you know, because I went got halfway through last season and departed. Last season was boring, and then I was watching. I was like, I'm so bored. If I don't, if if Casa Amor is approaching and I'm not invested in the couples, and I'm like, well, then what am I living for? Exactly. So I, I moved on to um current. And I'm still in like the early, maybe first like, okay. episode. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, these guys aren't hot enough. You know what? I'm hoping oh, they send some bombshells in. Nothing but respect because I actually appreciate it, but they're not hot this season. Well, they're just like, you know, they typically like, not that they're not hot and whatever, but if, if I'm watching Love Island and I'm cert- I, I'm ex- kind of expecting like. Scary bodies. I'm scary. expecting scary bodies to, to walk out. Yeah. And uh, I definitely didn't get that this season. That's okay. Well, That's- I don't, you know, I don't like scary, so. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still with your boyfriend? I am. <laughs> He's heaven on earth. That's amazing. I just. Yeah, it's I kind of crazy. Love. Well, it's just wild when you meet someone who's like, even though it's hard sometimes, it's like worth it because they're so good. Yeah, that's. He's special yeah. for sure. Being here in Florida and really choosing to like. I don't. I, who knows if this is true, but society has really uh, pushed this idea down my fucking throat is that like you meet the person, like if you're going to meet the one, you should do it while you're hot and young in your 20s, in your 30s, not no. only while you're no. hot and young, but before everyone has baggage and everyone's going to partner up and pair off and have kids. And then you won't have a chance to like find an eligible partner like until like it's time for second marriages and something that <laughs> that gnaws at me in the back of my head which by the way I haven't even seen Love Island because I have just been working like the glue because of the glue yeah <laughs> the glue like in terms of my time to spend my free time if I had any number one thing would be going on dates with women and then like that comes way above watching Love Island so seeing as I haven't done that Love Island is not getting Fair enough any playtime but 
but I just, yeah, sometimes I wonder if like I'll ever, if I'm choosing, I, I, I wonder sometimes if I'm like choosing my books over family, like having a family. As you should, as you should. Because yeah, so books, live forever. books live forever. Books live forever, Ben. Only answer. You live forever. And I choose it again a hundred times, but I guess I'm just trying to put words to the fact that like, I love to see, it makes me so happy when I see artists like you who like ha- have it all is such a trite phrase. But, like, you're, you're, <laughs> I do have it all. Yeah, I never, I never feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a question. I'll answer this if you feel safe, but how old are you currently? As Where she's me and me and her are same. You're same age. Oh, you have plenty of time. I think especially we're so young. I think especially in queer world, like no one wants to like no one wants to couple up until their late thirties. And also like, oh, that's not true. Like everyone's gonna be like, I am coupled up in my late twenties. But um, (laughs) I think that like a lot of people don't, and I think that especially artists like. I don't know. I think you want, I think people desire a certain like nimbleness of um, lifestyle. There's really just no matter what, there's just pros and cons to being single, pros and cons to dating someone. You you can't win. Like you're always going to miss something, which is beautiful in a way. Reminding me of that. I of really, course. I'm really glad that I shared that anxiety with you guys. I actually feel genuinely comforted about it. I often feel like if I look at people who gave up work for like a relationship or a family, I usually like feel bad for them. But maybe that's also my problem too. Oh, just, like, no, 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 no. That, that I, That's because I think you and me, like fundamentally, like if you, I, I can't speak for you, but me, like I, I have anxiety that I'll never meet a partner, but it's, I'm obviously here. Like I made the choice, like, and I would choose this again a hundred times over. In fact, if a genie appeared before me and said, could you be, one of the great American authors or have a, a very happy family. I, I, I choose being one of the literary greats a hundred out of 100 times. Like I, it's definitely like not my top priority, but like it still would be nice to like have that kind of love where like, even when it's hard, it's worth it. Like I, yeah. I and you the will. only time I, well, the only time I ever had it, I was addicted yeah. to Adderall and I really, yeah, and I, I think that guilt probably like plays into my anxieties because I it's hard to um it's hard to deal with the shame of having like squandered um a real chance at something. Like at least with my book deal, like, you know, I could control that in terms of like paying back my publishers that 100 grand I owed them, like um upgrading everyone's orders to like pre-ordered a long time ago to like luxury first editions free of charge like actually making the book you know like that was all within my control but like I'll never be able to go back in time and like uh, just you know make that right well during your addiction were what was it like for you with like relationships I was um I wasn't really dating I was very like I mean I was also trying to like pursue comedy and like I I think I, I think I would have wanted, like, I definitely wanted to hook up. I don't even know. I also, I didn't come out until I was 25. And so I was really stunted anyways. And I didn't feel, looking back at that person, like they were so far away from even the beginning of a relationship that I can't even imagine what I was thinking. But I did go on a few dates, but like, and of course I was like always having like, thinking I was in love with someone, but not, not in any real way. Like, 
I didn't really date in any serious way until after I got sober. Also, Wait, when are you? Oh, sorry. oh sorry. sorry. No, no, no. You go. No, I was just say when. Even though I was, I wasn't addicted to Adderall, but I was in my twenties, just constantly drinking too much, constantly hurting people, constantly in shitty relationships, treating people badly. I look back on like things I did to like guys I dated and friends, and I'm just like, I'm mortified. I feel like everyone feels that way. I mean, maybe, maybe not everyone as much as me, but I feel like yeah. that's so classic. Like you I can't avoid of, it. I think a lot of artists, because we feel so deeply and oh. like have to be sensitive. Because we're artists, but I'm sick of it. I don't want to be sensitive. I'm tired. I know. I know. It's hard being special, but I think (laughs) there's like a real connection between like addiction and artists, just because I think, I just think that we feel a lot and need a lot and want a lot. And that really, that pairs really well with abusing drugs. Yeah, Um, totally. And like numbing yourself out with drugs is also very attractive. But um, yeah, I just, it's so funny. I, it's so funny is such a trite overused phrase that, because this but is sometimes something, it, sometimes, But sometimes it is so funny. Sometimes it is really so funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's really so funny. This in particular is actually like quite tragic. And I was just trying to take the edge off for my own psyche. But so many of the things that like Natalie wrote about in her cut piece, I just felt like, she did such a good job of like villainizing very normal, like young, young girls in their twenties behavior and made it yeah. seem like, like evidence of my evil. You yeah. Know? Do you have only cause she's come up a few times. Does she, do you have any, have you seen her or has there been any like interaction? Oh yeah. You don't have so, to answer or we don't no, have to no, talk no, about no. it. No, 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 no. Part of the book, the like climax of the book um, is obviously so right after her piece came out, uh, two days later, my father's body was found. <gasps> he had, yeah, he had killed himself. And what's even crazier is that um, in Natalie's cut piece, she, even though she was like trying to get me to go to therapy, she was she was like finding therapists for me, like to treat the Adderall addiction. And she, um, so she like very much knew. And one of the during the step in in recovery when I made amends, I like the last time we t- talked before her cut piece, I sent her like an itemized list of everything I'd ever done to hurt her. And I offered an apology and I wanted to try to be her friend again to make things right, you know, cause I can't change the past, but like at least I could be there in the future and we could make new memories together. And she didn't want to be friends, which is totally her right. And I respected it and I didn't talk to her again. Then in her cut piece, she erases Adderall from the record. Like she mentions here and there that like I'm taking a little Adderall, but she also mentions that I'm like having a cocktail, you know, she yeah. mentions it in that way. Doesn't use, in her email telling me that she would be writing about our friendship for the cut, she uses the word addiction, recovery. Like I'm so glad you went through recovery. Um, and her email was like three paragraphs. Her cut essay was like 5,000 words and she doesn't use addiction, recovery, yeah. addict once. And so like by erasing the Adderall addiction from the record, she really made like everything I ever did high on drugs seem like the core of who I am. And then you won't believe this, my father killed himself with pills. So I was de- dealing with yeah. like this public shaming over like an erased oh I'm so sorry yeah like during the same 48 hours where I was dealing with his suicide but um the last time we spoke 
uh, since her article came out was the day I found out about my dad. And I was just, I was so bereaved. And I just sort of, and Natalie had just taken credit for all my work. And I yeah. just, everyone thought I was such a laughing stock. And I just felt so worthless. And I was just so sad. And I just thought, like, if I could talk to her again, like, yeah. I could get her to, like, call this whole thing off. Like, all she'd have to do is, like, give one interview saying, like, you know, well, she did write the Cambridge captions or like, well, she was addicted to Adderall. And like, we, cu we couldn't undo like what had been like unleashed on the world. But at least like, if I could get her to like, show me some mercy, like I could definitely make my situation better. And so I would email her being like, can we talk on the phone? And she emails me back being like, oh my God, I'm so glad you reached out. I wanted to talk. I was just about to email you. Like she called, she immediately yeah. called me. I'm so relieved. I think my life is about to get so much better. She consoles me about my father's suicide. We talk for like oh. half an hour. I say a lot of apologies from the amends letter because I still feel such immense guilt. And then she asked me the exact way she phrased it was, how are you doing with money? Are you okay with money? Like she phrased it like very like, like I'm worried about you and I want to help. Yeah. And she offered me $15,000 if I signed over my life rights to her option. for. Are the you kidding me? $15,000 and her forgiveness. And she would be my friend again. Oh, and, my God. I didn't even know at the time that she she made it sound like she was also getting $15,000 and that this was like the best deal. Yeah. And it turns out she was getting $1 million from Ryan Murphy at Netflix. And if I didn't sign, she would only get a hundred thousand. Oh and, my God. Did she, did you sign it? I almost did. My manager. Oh my God. My manager Thank God. Thank God for managers. Manager used the language <laughs> of AA to yeah. keep me from signing. He one day at a time to me because yeah. in my head, what I thought was, okay, well, Natalie has made me seem like not just an unreliable narrator, but an incompetent narrator. Like no one believes I'm even capable of telling my life story because I'm too delusional and manic and insane and not self-aware at all. And so no one will even believe me if I do write a memoir. Like she's she's already told the story of my life in a way that people seem to really believe. She's taken my Cambridge captions away from me. Like she's taken my identity as a writer. Like what do I have? Like this may be like the last fifteen thousand pay, like dollar paycheck I ever see, and more than that, in my grief, I was just sort of thinking like you know, maybe the world is really brutal and beautiful in the way that like the same day that you lose like a source of unconditional love that, I mean, no one thinks their parents are going to be there forever, but no one thinks they're going to lose them in their twenties, you know? Yeah, and. Fuck like maybe the same day that like I lose that, like the world brings back to me a, a different love that I thought I lost. And that is now returned to me with, you know, the offer of forgiveness and friendship if I just signed. And so I I honestly really wanted to sign because I was just, I was- Of I was course, I yeah. Was and I was vulnerable. And my manager literally like one day at a time to me for like two weeks until I fucking got it together and like- and also he found out finally what the real numbers on the back end were. Like yeah. I really thought we were both getting like 15,000 or maybe she was getting like 25 because she wrote the article. I yeah. didn't think she was getting like 1 million or that if I didn't- <laughs> For your life people. rights. That's so I'm insane. Taking, I'm taking your life rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, fucking insane. Well, 
it's just yeah. I'm first of all, I'm so sorry. I feel like you know, you've been through fucking hell, experienced so much pain. But what I love about the book is that even though you're able to share that, it's still so positive and you still like fucking love being alive and like appreciate beauty in this way that like I so relate to. And I think that's what makes it so special. And it's funny too. It's like, yeah, all this shit happened and I'm still not only alive, but loving it, bitch. Yeah. And that's what I am obsessed with. So I'm glad that that period is over. I'm sure obviously it's not something you get over, but it's like, it's have amazing you guys, to have this book. And, and just thank you so much, Kat. I will be lying in be- bed before I fall asleep tonight, staring at the ceiling, <laughs> being like, and that's why Kat Cohen loved the book. You know, like, I did love you it. So much. That means so much to me. And I just cherish that. Are you going to do some sort of like press tour? Are you coming to New York for a reading? Like what's happening? So I'm actually coming to New York for a wedding. Um, The first week. You're like, of- I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> You, I'm sure you'll come to New York to take meetings if you're if you're meeting with publishers and stuff. Yeah, I think the idea is that so if if I get a literary agent, the idea is that we will put together a proposal in the next two weeks. The books are mainly done, so that will be easy to yeah scammers literally out in the world, and then set up those meetings. We've already covered a lot, but who do you want? Oh yeah, to be? who do you want to be? What's your dream? Oh yeah, I would like to be. I would like to be. The first Caroline Calloway. I don't want to be the next. <laughs> yes. The first opening. The, the first opening by Caroline Calloway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I really want to just go down in history as like a Eve Babbitts, but East yeah. Coast and bigger. Like I want to make Eve really like descended into alcoholism and really let drugs get the better of her. And she also got in like a crazy car crash that burned oh, off her I skin know. and half her body. Oh. And so you don't like, want that. Eve Abbott's about the car crash. It's so crazy. Like, so crazy. I just feel like that really kept her from doing her best work as a writer, obviously. I know, but her work is so good. Your physical health is you know, like yes. not always, in tip top shape. I, I've read some of Catherine's essays. I always say that she really reminds me of Eve Babbitt's Aww. writing style. Yeah, That's see, we need more Eve Babbitt's girlies in this world. Without I mean, the car we, crashes. Yeah, without the car crashes, who went on to write, like, many great books. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I Mine's acting like yours. Yeah. I want to be... I don't want to be the next Eve Babbitt, though. I want to be the first Caroline Calloway. I want yeah. the brand to be so strong with turquoise and flowers and fat Siamese kitties and... And chaos and castles and ball gowns and skyscrapers and like I just want to create a brand and a a cultural character that has like never existed before and that exists far after my death well I think the brand is strong thank you thank you I think your brand is so strong too miss manic, was- manic pixie dream bow burnham that society well, deserves See, see, society. And my brand leaves something to be desired. C C C C P R. Um. What was I going to ask you? Oh, our next segment. Our, the only other segments we have. Oh, do, do you have a crush? We do crush of the week. Crush can be person, place, thing, idea. What, what are you? What are you crushing on this week? I mean, one? right now, Emily Ratajkowski. 
My question to would be um, George Severus, who I had dinner with. Oh, he was so yeah. He kept saying he was being Bethany to me because he was giving me. He kept saying, well, he kept giving me advice about something that I'm like dealing with, and then he. Kept oh, being, I want to hear his. But advice. then he kept being like, "Sorry, if like I'm being Bethany and just like everything I was worried about." He's like, "I don't need to be like, no, that's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think I'm gonna go to his show on Saturday. I want to go. It's USA and it's USATF um, track championships, so it's so hard, hard for say. me to say wait all year for that. Where's the coffee? Well, it must be out the door. Up, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I my crush of the week is the amazing combination. You know, it's such a classic, and every few years I reconnect with this classic combination. But there is nothing like a peanut butter and jelly. Oh, one thousand percent. When you have it in your house, you're just like, it's almost like it's like a drug. I'm like, ah, like yeah. the combination is so exquisite. I've been limiting my peanut butter because of my orthorexia, but we need to solve your orthorexia. Well, yeah, we honestly okay. like. We should have made this podcast an intervention for that. Like, we really I missed know. our chance. I we know. We really missed our chance. One, you know, one D at a T. One, one D at D a T. Okay. You're, oh, you're my manager? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being Caroline's manager to you by saying one D at a T. I'm so glad you didn't sign that. Like, gave me Can a high. Can you imagine? That gave me a high I couldn't believe. Bro. Um, can you imagine? It would be so Bro. bad. Like, if I had a manager, I would have signed immediately. Yeah. Cause I, just I know that it, was- it is funny because sometimes managers are always telling you no don't do this no don't do this and you're like uh you're not my mom i'm doing it and then like sometimes <laughs> you don't do it and it's like oh thank god you know what i mean i also really i really connected with your thing i i have this habit like I, I a few summers ago i found myself so worried that no one liked me that i was being i would be so overly nice at parties that i I would wake up and have like 40 texts from random people being like, when are we getting lunch? And it's yeah. like, why am I getting everyone my phone number? Like, yeah. I'm being too nice. I don't even know anyone. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah. I connected with that. <laughs> okay. Who is, Um, do you guys feel hot today? I do feel kind of hot. I suspect I might feel hotter later. I'm going to feel hotter later. I feel incredibly hot. You guys. Yeah, you look really good. Well, we also we don't do ourselves any favors by like not lighting ourselves and being like in the dark, but it's okay. I'm in my house, I'm in my house, you know. It's also really helpful pulling a big fish, small pond sort of vibe. Like I actually may be the hottest person in the city where I am. Totally. (laughs) You know? Like maybe in this whole state. Like Florida has some fucking MAGA crazies. Like that's why I'm I'm that's why I'm moving to LA because I want to be the hottest person in my town. <laughs> but I kind of get, I kind of get off. I like get off at being like the softest girl at Equinox. Like I'm just like, yeah, I'm squishy, squish. Yeah, I'm still yeah. here. I'm bouncing over on the treadmill. Get over it. But um, okay, our last segment of the podcast. Yeah. Um, are you mad at us? Are you mad at me? Gosh, no. Okay, are, are you mad at me? No, not at all. Are you mad at me? No, but that's why we no. do this to check in. We, we have to check in at the end of every podcast. Yeah, are we all good? To be honest, it was, no. it was selfish of me to do this cat eye that may no. or may not even be seen on no, the podcast I, instead of Googling your name. No, I feel so connected <laughs> to you because I've done so many crazy things on Adderall and I know the story of like building back and it's so hard and I always, like, I'll never be mad at an addict i don't think as i was reading i was like pat's gonna freak out for this book because as you guys yeah. have there's like a lot of parallels i can't i'm lives. so excited to read it i'm so excited i need you to text me pat's number and then yeah. we'll we'll, we'll put it i'll put us on a thread 
And then yeah, let us know yeah, when I, you're coming. Let us know when you're coming to New York because we'll yeah, have brunch yeah. with, with Emily and, and Jennifer. And, and Jennifer, Jenny, Jenny and M. And it'll be somewhere I they se- it'll be somewhere they serve, of course, just plain grilled chicken and vegetables <laughs> in case anyone is struggling with orthorexia. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. You guys can get scammer exclusively on Caroline's website. Is that right? Yes. Nowhere books are sold. If you walk into a, a so shop powerful. and you see books that are for sale, that's how you know you can't find scammer there. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. That's yeah. how you know you're in the wrong place. It's only and- carolinecalloway.com, but it we're talking to publishers right now and the glue fumes are really getting to my head. Yeah. So I it's luxury first editions are coming to an end. The end is on the horizon. I think that's good. I will say like you made me feel like a library because when I posted your book to my story, I had like immediately 12 women being like, can I borrow that after you? Can I borrow that after you? It was so powerful. All the girls in the West Village are lining up to get to read the book. That um, is like, honestly, I believed you when you said the brand was strong, but like that really, it warms the soul. It's chicken soup for the the branding soul. I miss chicken the soup. In the West Those chicken soup that. books really defined us. I never read them. Really? I would always go to the ones about drunk driving. Yeah, I, I immediately <laughs> they were all like drunk driving. Brain was talking about actual chicken soup. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he just no, misses, I, like. I think my orthorexia. I think my orthorexia would allow me to eat chicken soup. And fat and oil is like healthy now. Yeah, I just I I track my macros. Hey, what do I know? I mean, I'm over here eating peanut butter and jelly. Okay? Well, I track my yeah. macros, so like I could eat anything, but then it'll go into my phone and then I'll know how much okay. that thing I ate that day. I can't right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. We actually like you need to like I hope you're hearing this cat. Like you you have boots on the ground. You need to fix this. <laughs> Caroline, if you don't think I've been trying for years to get into his pretty little head how perfect he is. But you don't know what I'm going I'm going to He's going through a hard time with talk, talk about and it. I need some control over something if that makes a little sense. It does. It it t- yeah. Oh my god. It makes more than a little sense. It makes a lot of sense. But you know, yeah. I go opposite though. I when I'm when I'm struggling, I'm like, I, I turn to food for so much comfort. That's yeah, why I, me that's too. why I balloon. Well, I I of course could do that, but I also then feel out of control. And when I feel out of control about too many things at one time, then fair enough. I'm not defending orthorexia. <laughs> Such a funny thing to talk about. But I am. Um, He's advocating orthorexia. He's yeah. like like lobbying for it on this podcast. It's definitely in a moment of my life that is filled with intenseness to comfort. It is comfort to look at my little pie chart each day and know how many, how much protein, how much carbs, and how much fat I've eaten. My just, pie chart's full. Uh, All right, team. My pie chart is just a pie. Like I don't, <laughs> know, I don't even know what a macro is. Like I don't even know what you're talking about. Me neither. We don't have time. Yeah, it's, it's too much. I have time. Yeah, we have. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take that personally. You um, know what? You know what? We are. What? You and me. So- sorry to not include you. In no, I'm. If I'm not it, I'm not. If I'm not it, I'm not it. It's it's a letter. It's a letter thing. You can't control it. We're we're CC squared, right? I. No. Yeah. yeah. I love that for right? us. It is I always said, and don't take offense to this, it, it is like you kind of have to be alliterative if you're gonna go put your name out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your name's out there. Everyone's loving the book. Congrats on everything. It's so nice to see you thrive. And we'll see I you in person soon, you're I hope. So nice in person. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally so nice that I let everyone walk all over me. <laughs> <laughs> way and that's great because really the only way that you don't have someone walking all over you in new york being nice is when you just find another new yorker who's nice i know are you wait last question you're sag 
I'm a quintuple Sagittarius, Sun, wow. Moon, Rising, Mars, and Mercury. Love. I'm I'm a Leo, but I have a Virgo stellium. If anyone's wondering, what's a, what's a stellium? Yeah, stellium is when you have three or more. Like you have a stellium because you have three or more things. Oh, in I wonder if I have a stellium. Sag. Let's ask someone. Well, Let's get, get on my that. Co-star app. Can I? Yeah, we'll get on your co-star yeah. app, babe. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, have an amazing we'll, we'll day. We'll more at your orthorexia intervention. Okay, can you, Girl, you go get next to that glue <laughs> and have the most amazing day. And goodbye to Matisse. XOXO. Thank you for doing bye this. Bye-bye. Thank Mwah. you. Seek treatment if you're boring as